When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hi, and welcome to another Feel Good Habits Reloaded. I am delighted to be resharing Anna Newton, aka the Anna Edit, with you because I'm republishing this at the beginning of uh, December 2021. And December is one of those months that can feel somewhat disorganized, slightly out of control, all bets are off. And Anna is somebody who I immediately think of when I think of those habits or those techniques or those tricks that I need to implement to feel more organized, more on top of things, just as though there's a method to my madness. And so that's why I am republishing this episode with the brilliant Anna Newton. Uh, Please do enjoy her feel good habits. Possibly one of my favorite people to chat to. Anna Newton is making a return to the show. Hi, Anna. I am so happy. How long has it been? Has it been two years? It has. It has. <gasps> what? It really has. Where That's has the time gone? I'm, I'm so happy to be back. And yeah, I've scheduled this into my diary as just, you know, like a solid four hours of chatting with Emma because I know what we're <laughs> like. <laughs> well, the thing is as well is whenever I see you out, which isn't, which isn't very often, it's always like I literally, my eyes pop out of my head and I'm like, Anna! And I don't know if you remember, um, was it Caroline's? box launch for Space NK when I saw you and Lily and I was finishing off one conversation and I went to lean over to you and Caroline just body blocked me I was like no I'm first <laughs> yeah that sounds that sounds about right yeah I feel like whenever we see each other it's it's like a slow-mo moment from a film you yeah. know you're on one side of the room I'm on the other yeah. side of the room and I see like you I see Nadine and I'm like <laughs> always such a treat but this is this is a nice little virtual you know virtual hello yeah. It's lovely to see you. And it has actually, it's one of the nice things about podcasting is that I can be like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? But also, can I then chat to you for ages about some other stuff? I've been looking forward to this all day. Literally been looking forward to this all day. So, Well, well, you're a perfect person to talk to about feel-good habits because, well, one thing that I knew, which you've already confirmed, is I knew that you would be really organized and you would have thought these out. (laughs) And I know that you've taken notes. But also you are a very positive, upbeat person. Um, Whatever life throws at you, you figure a way over it, under it, around it. And uh, that's the kind of can-do attitude I like here on the Emma Gunn Show. Thanks. I mean, I I try to be. I try. Oh, sorry. Have I still got my email on? (gasps) I have. I couldn't hear it. Okay, that's good. Sorry. Um, 
I try to be a positive person. I, I don't think I'm like a natural born warrior. You know, there's some people who are natural born warriors. My husband is one of them. I think I'm just, yeah, I, I try to like keep upbeat. I try to be like super grateful for what I've got and like see the good, the good side of things. So thank you. That's, that's nice. A lovely observation to have. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> But that's interesting because if you are married to a natural born warrior, then obviously you must balance each other out. So there must be good things about being with a natural born warrior because maybe it makes you, I don't know, do do you see where I'm going with that? Like you help him, he helps you? Yeah, I think he makes me more of a realist. Like he brings me back down to earth when I'm just like living in cloud cuckoo land. And then vice versa, when he's sort of having a moment of like, ah, I get to bring him to a place of more like balance and peace. And I think, I think we do. Yeah, we do sort of the whole like yin to each other's yang situation. Yeah, I do think we sort of balance each other out. Oh, that's lovely. And I also think another reason why uh, you're a good person to have on the show is because you um, work for yourself, you are your own brand, all of these things that, um, and so in, in some ways you have been working in isolation for a while. So you've, isolation meaning working for yourself and about yourself is probably the best way of describing it. So you've had to, uh, you've already had to deal with some of the hurdles that a lot of people are facing for the first time in the actual lockdown yeah I mean you're you're in the same boat I've worked for myself now for about eight years and all of my friends so I've got three super close girlfriends like matching tattoo girlfriends um <laughs> that's the level we're like the cast of the Lord of the Rings <laughs> literally um Lord of the Stars we all have you know the classic you know real chic real trendy star tattoo on various parts of our body um, that we got when we were 18. We decided we wanted it when we were in Chinese takeaway, as you do. Um, but they have always said, like, how do you work from home? How do you do it? I could never do it. And all three of them are now working from home, have been for like the last two months. And initially they're messaging me like, what What the heck? Like, how, how do you do this? How have you been doing this? Like, this is, this is so hard. Like, I think for some people it comes more naturally. And I think I am one of those people in terms of, I I enjoy other people's com- company. I can be quite extroverted in certain situations, especially with people who I'm close with. But I'm I get my energy from being on my own, so I enjoy that being on my own aspect. I'm a natural born Virgo. Teamwork, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that thing does not come naturally to me. Like when they're like, get into groups of four, I'm like, no. <laughs> so there's certain things for me, like working for myself, definitely like comes naturally but this is a whole different kettle of fish like it's not I can't just say to my friends like oh just don't turn on daytime tv like that's always my biggest working from home tip this this is a completely different thing because this is you're all at home practically 24 7 and you're not seeing anyone it's not like oh well you know my working from home tips would be like socialize in the evening and like break up your day by meeting a friend for coffee like that you can't do so this is a whole different kettle of fish for everyone um and yeah we were talking about it earlier before we got on the call I think the longer this goes on the more like waning and like rough the weeks can be so hopefully hopefully we've got some advice here to chirp people up yeah because it doesn't just I mean this uh, your feel-good habits will exist way beyond lockdown and they're just good 
good feel good habits um, for any time, whether we're in lockdown or whether we are not. But um, it's really about, um, you can feel sometimes that life is getting you down or you can feel like you're beating your head against a brick wall. So for you, if you ever feel any of that coming in, what's your first feel good habit? So interestingly, I was listening to your episode with Re from Re Re the other day. I love her. And her first tip was the same as my first tip, which is you got to allow it. Like some days you are not vibing. The vibe is bad. You're not feeling great. And this is this is a tip that I'm really having to work on because I really I get guilt if I don't feel like I've been productive. I feel bad and low if I don't feel like I've ticked off my to-do list that day. And I think I'm quite hard on myself to like get shit done constantly. Mm. So if I'm not feeling in the mood, it's, it's hard for me to give in. Like I would normally just sit there in front of my laptop watching the space bar, like blink at me for a few hours <laughs> rather than just be like, you know what? It's not happening today. Let's like read a book or whatever. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm trying to, be better is if I'm if I'm really 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 not feeling it maybe I've like this day one of my period or I don't feel well or I've had a really like busy week the week before and I'm genuinely like physically tired it is that allowing allowing myself to have a moment of rest not rest and relaxation necessarily but just acknowledging it and being okay with it and I guess one thing I'm also quite bad at we work for ourselves for our own bosses it might not always be this way, especially given everything that is currently going on. And so it's that not making the most of it. I'm putting brackets up here, making the most of it. But it is that right now, my life, my work, my career allows me to take a three hour break if I want to take a three hour break and feeling okay with that. Cause there might be a day that I turn around and I'm like, well, when I work for myself, I, I never took breaks. I never did this. I never did that. I never in brackets made the most of it. So I think it is allowing myself that time. And honestly, even just talking about it makes me sweat. And I feel guilty for saying that I, oh, I can have a two hour, three hour break. That's how my brain just, it's not wired in that way of allowing myself to rest when I feel like I should be working, but I'm trying to be better at it. I'm working on it. Have you found that you've been able to notice in lockdown a difference in productivity? So for example, um, I, I I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of research reading. So I read a lot of books. I read a lot of papers or whatever for guests who are potentially coming on the podcast. And I always end up putting them to the bottom of whatever my to-do pile is because I think I can't sit and read because to me, sitting and reading is inactive. But as I sort of leaned into lockdown, I've realized actually that's a hugely productive part of my working week. And I need to it's allowed me to add a value to it that I wasn't adding to it previously. Have you noticed any changes like that? Even if it is just actually a mid-afternoon break can be really good for making my last few hours of the day super productive. Yeah, I I think my big shift has been, I am not an afternoon person. Like afternoons for me, if you send me through you know, my managers bless them, send me something through and they're like, Hey, can you like, is there a creative idea you can think of? Um, Oh, where have you gone? Love you're back. Sorry. My do not disturb is not working. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes my managers will send something across on like 4 PM on a Friday and be like, so creative ideas for this brief. And I'm just like, Oh honey, no, like (laughs) 4 PM on a Friday is not happening. And I think it's, 
for me, if I'm working past like four, four thirty, it's a very productive day and I'm obviously super into my task that I'm doing. But yeah, it's like, you know what? I start work early. I don't have much of a lunch break. 4 p.m., sit down, read a book, and then I'll do like an IG live workout class or something. But it's like allowing myself to finish work that little bit earlier just just because I'm managing to get everything done that I need to get done done. So like why sit there and continue with my laptop open? Yeah, and I've so many of my friends who like yours haven't worked from home before who now are are saying, I didn't realise how literally how productive you can be in a morning when there's not a meeting, the phone's not ringing and there's not kind of unnecessary emails or the fire drill or whatever. Yeah, I mean, a big part of our jobs is like going to and from London. I was doing that maybe like once a week and I've got five days at home. (laughs) So I've kind of got this whole day a week that's opened up so I can get everything that I need to get done in a short space of time. So yeah, it's it's allowing myself those windows to read a book if if that's what I want to do. You're an incredibly creative person and you are able to execute your creative ideas really beautifully. And I wonder whether not having that day in London and maybe feeling, I guess the best way I can describe it is a little bit of release of the pressure of of the outside world because we're all inside at the moment. Has that reinvigorated or invigorated a creative um, spark in you that maybe you're leaning into a bit that you're like, actually, I didn't realise I've forgotten how much I love that. Yeah, in a in a weird way, yeah, it has because I've really had to do like a one eighty on on my content. Really, you know, like what seven ideas of how to wear your capture wardrobe? Like, no one's wearing proper clothes right now. <laughs> like, that is not working. I obviously do quite a lot of travel content. That's not happening and won't be happening for the foreseeable future. So, I've really had to look at what. I've done and and look at what my audience are into look at what's going on in their lives kind of where we're all at 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 the moment and yeah think of these new ideas and because I have got these five days at home I've I've been able to turn them around a bit quicker than I perhaps usually would so I realized that I wanted to give people something to do over the weekends and so I don't normally upload anything on Friday Friday is normally a really dead day for content actually like people are busy in beer gardens, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> that's not happening. Uh. Imagine a beer garden, oh, aperol spritz. Oh. Um, so now on a Friday, I try and put up something for the weekend. So I'll do like a quiz or I'll put up a playlist or um, me and Mark are like literally filming a bread video right now. And we're going to put up this like post on how to make bread at home. And so I'm making this whole piece of additional content, kind of like you. I feel like you're probably doing more podcasts than mm-hmm. you were because I have a bit more time. I obviously like to feel like I'm makes me feel good to feel like I'm being productive in my time. So yeah, it's, it's given me a quicker turnaround on, on a lot of things. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm creating more than I previously was, which feels kind of weird to say that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it kind of has. It's one of those situations, isn't it? Where um, it's unprecedented. It's all very uncertain, but um, you kind of, it, it it's opening where some doors have closed literally other creative doors have potentially opened and it's quite nice actually I don't know about you speaking to friends and they're talking about things they've fallen in love again even if it's things like puzzles or I know a lot of people have picked up instruments that they haven't played for ages (laughs) oh my god that's so true my friend literally sent us we've got one friend who was getting into guitar but he's given that up that was short 
that was short-lived and then another friend has bought himself like a keyboard and he sent us a Beethoven track yesterday I was very impressed I have not been doing that <laughs> just yeah disclaimer I have not been learning an instrument um but yeah super into people discovering old things it's nice yeah it's lovely right so feel good habit number two is it the same as anyone else's I'm not sure, not in reason, I don't think she said mm. this. Um, it's giving myself a reality check. Ooh, how does one do that? Just in a, I am so, 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 so grateful for my job. I feel so, so, so lucky to do what I do for a living and be able to currently, still, cross fingers, <laughs> be able to make a living from it. And I think... I mean, I didn't grow up from, I didn't grow up in a super disadvantaged family. I'm obviously privileged white woman, but I, you know, we didn't have a lot growing up. I didn't go on like super crazy loads of holidays. I didn't live in a super crazy massive house. Um, and my parents worked really hard to give us what they could. And yeah, I'm just super, I was working from the age of 16, I worked in retail for like four years and then during that time, I worked delivery shifts. I stacked shelves. I dealt with great customers. I dealt with shitty customers. I worked in a call center. I worked in a bar. I worked in a pub. I dish. I was a dishwasher. <laughs> I worked in an admin center. Like I've kind of done all these jobs where like I wasn't fulfilled. I didn't enjoy them. As someone who hates people being sick, like working in a bar was perhaps my least <laughs> favorite job. It was horrible. Oh my God, Amber, it was so horrible. It was a student bar as well. So like doing tequila shots and then literally vomiting them back up onto the bar. It was a nightmare. I was talking to Ruth about tequila shots yesterday and she was like, you sniffed the salt. And I was like, no, Ruth. (laughs) No, no. It's, yeah, I have really like particularly vile memories about that job. So, because I've had these jobs or I've had bosses that like weren't great. I've had good bosses. I've had not great bosses. I've done a lot of stuff that I didn't really enjoy. And I, I was doing it just to make a living, just to be able to pay my bills, just to be able to kind of get through. And so I feel super, super, super grateful for everything that I've, I've got and that my audience have given me. And so there is that reality check of like, I don't want this to end. Like I don't want to have to go back to that. So if I'm having a moment where I'm like, Oh, I just don't want to do my to-do list today. I take a moment. I, I give myself a bit of a talk. Like, come on, you don't, you don't want to go back to that. You don't want this to end. You want to continue to grow. And eventually we would love to like move house and like, maybe we'll start a family and all of these things. And it's, it's like, I want to be able to continue this job that genuinely feels weird to call it a job because no one should enjoy their job this much. So there is that moment of like, come on girl, reality check. And I think what I'm curious about there is um, whether that is a germ, it's like a flash of a feeling or whether it can be something that builds up. So, and I don't know if you, so for me, for example, I think previously, like pre-depression, it would be something that I would let be a cloud that followed me around for, for months, if not years. Whereas now, if ever, if I feel the shadow of it now, I, I literally stare it in the face and go, yeah, what? what are you gonna do what are you gonna do (laughs) are we gonna break into the bad boy soundtrack because I know that you're thinking it (laughs) um and I'm wondering like when when do you give yourself a reality check even if it is just like a flash of oh was that lightning or is it 
you can feel it sort of growing over a couple of days and you're like oh actually I need to shout at that I don't know I I think it's it's my motivation to like do it I think Mm -hmm. it's it's like it's the root of all of this it's the root of like oh my word I never thought it was possible no one talks to you at school and is like there's a possibility of you having create creating from nothing a job that's your dream like mm-hmm. no one sits down and tells you that like I I, I genuinely can't believe it I, I just feel surprised by the whole thing and I think that is my like root cause for doing this and continuing mm-hmm. to do it and working kind of hard at it like I, I think I, I do I try my best anyway and so yeah I think it's kind of always there but if I'm having a day where I'm just like oh it's that reality checker like come on girl <laughs> like yeah. your I've, life is good <laughs> like, I've said this. this to you before and I've said it to Lily and I've said it to uh, a lot of the people that I would sort of bracket as started sort of early doors with this creating blogs that they went on to become huge is that it ta- it do take work like, it, it does and I, it feels it feels silly now to be like sitting up here and being like it's it's really hard at the beginning but I blogged 10 times a day, like three, not 10 times a day. Oh my gosh. 10 times a week. Whoa. <laughs> that, I need a reality check on that. But I blog like, yeah, 10 times a week. At one point I was doing three videos a week. Like I was working my job. I was commuting up to London, writing blog posts on the train, writing blog posts on the way back from the train, editing videos at the weekend. Like there was times when you, you don't have a social life. When I wrote my book, I didn't have social life. My friends didn't see me for ages. I was like, sorry, I just need to write my book. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of hard work that people don't see because ultimately you just see my like lemon drizzle cake on my Instagram stories, (laughs) which obviously is part of it. There is that like glam part, but then there is the, actually you woke up at 7am this morning to write a blog post. So but then the thing I say sometimes to people who, because thinking about, uh, a particular incident I think it was last year where uh some newspaper journalists had sort of had been a bit snippy and sneery about bloggers and I my input having been on both sides of it was if I've worked on a magazine on a magazine that was produced weekly and I've also worked on a monthly and I've also worked on daily content and that's a whole team of people who create that and yet you did it all by yourself the blog looked great the photography looked great the words were sound they were also checked so I always say to people like you have to give yourself such a break because you were creating something that in the mainstream media took a team of 20 plus people yes it was maybe there wasn't as much of it but what I mean is is that you were doing it completely on your own you didn't have picture editors you didn't have sub editors you didn't have all those layers that people have on mainstream media I mean bless you Emma for saying that my words are checked uh that is still something on the site I'm like yeah probably should uh, get myself a uh, copy editor there because uh yeah I, <laughs> I'm not great with the old spelling um but yeah no, you're right I guess I guess it goes back to the whole yeah from day dot it was yeah you took your photos I mean bless like one of my roommates helped me like make a logo but yeah pretty much it's it's just all it's like a one-man show and one woman show mm. one woman show sorry and yeah I think that that gets taken out of the equation quite a lot of the time and that's yeah. sad because actually this is a story of women a lot mostly women making careers for themselves yeah. like isn't that awesome like yeah it's brilliant 
It really is. Right, (laughs) let's move on to habit number three. Okay, habit number three actually is called Habit. It is an app. Um, I saw it on Kate Levy's Instagram at the beginning of the year, and she was like, this is what I'm using to track my sort of New Year's resolutions, goals for the year. And I was like, you know what? As someone who is very nerdy, very analytical, loves data, I love data, (laughs) Um, this looks right up my street. And um, I mean, we're now currently recording this on the 6th of May, and I have continued up with it. Mm -hmm. I'm showing Emma my screen, not that you can really, it's a bit bright here, you can't really see. But I track, she can see it now. So basically you can track different habits that you want on here. So I track five different things. Um, I track whether I have eaten meat that day because I'm trying to decrease my meat consumption, Um, whether I've drunk alcohol that day. Obviously, the ultimate goal being no, you haven't. But sometimes it's a yes. That's fine. Um, Whether I've done like a daily workout doesn't have to be super intense. It's like, have you stretched? You know, you can stretch 20 minutes. That counts as a daily workout. That's fine. Whether I've completed my ring on my Apple Watch because I am a woman obsessed. Please don't look at my Apple Watch today, Emma. I think I'm like, I'm a quarter of the way there. No, I'm doing all right today, look. Oh, where is it? <gasps> Emma, two, oh my God, three quarters of the way. Woo! Okay, you, you'd be able to tick the box today. And then the final thing that I do is whether I've read that day. So these were all like linking into sort of goals I wanted to do this year. So if I'm having a day where I'm like, oh, especially with work stuff, these are all more like well-being tips rather than worky tips. But I'm like, I'm going to have a five tick day today. I'm going to tick all my habits off on my habit little tracker app thing. And that's going to make me feel great. And that's going to make me feel like I've achieved something. So if you're a nerd like me, I highly recommend this app. It's brilliant. It is just called Habit. And um, yeah, that's it's more like well a well-being thing rather than a work thing for me. But um, it, it really helps me. If I'm having a day where I feel like I haven't, you know, you get to the end, you're like, I, I couldn't tell you one thing that I've done, mm. but I can be like, oh, but I did my daily workout and I completed my ring. Um, and then I get to the end of the day. I basically, before bed, I just tick them off um, before I go to bed. And it's kind of weird. I remember to do it every single day, but it makes me feel good. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's something. a really good one. And also, uh, I remember uh, one, of, one of the really good tips I learned from a psychotherapist about um getting good sleep was to if you are somebody who worries and then those worries wake you up at 2 a.m write them down before you go to bed because it's almost like you've downloaded them and then you can revisit them in the morning but actually ticking off what you've done in the day I guess I wonder whether clinically and obviously we can't do this I wonder whether clinically you're able to fall asleep quicker or like you fall into a deeper a better quality of sleep because you have almost chalked something up just before you go to sleep that's a good, to be fair, I feel for people who have struggles with their sleep because sleep is my favorite thing in the world and it would destroy me if I couldn't have it. Um, yeah, but maybe because it is, yeah, you're sort of evaluating your day and like putting it to bed and like ticking it off. Yeah, I've just got, I think it's great. You could, you could track whatever you wanted on there. It doesn't have to be well-being related. It could be more work related. Um, but for me, I feel, I feel if I had a five tick day, like yesterday was a five tick day before I went to bed, I like turned around to Mark and I was like, I've had a five tick day today. And he was like, Oh, well done. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> no, it's nice. Since we've been in quarantine, I have closed my exercise ring every single day. 
and it's like we're on like the 50 day streak yeah and again and it's just because if I get to like the end of the day well I'm doing yoga as well in the evening like 45 minutes of yoga and so that obviously oh, so. helps so it's it feels like a bit of a cheat but it, it does feel really good and I forget if I think I'm going to bed and I've got I've still got one more hour to stand before you hit 12 I oh. will I will like what time is it quarter to 12 or quarter to 11 right I will I will stay awake for the next 20 minutes just so I can complete that ring Emma, Why not? Hun, we are the same. Yeah. Mark has witnessed me doing like a jumping jack at the end of the bed. <laughs> like 10 p.m. He's like, come to bed. I'm like, I've got 5% more to do on my on my ring. <laughs> it's worth doing. It's worth doing, isn't it? Honestly, this Apple Watch, people are like, review your Apple Watch. And I'm like, I've got nothing else to say except it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like genuinely changed my life. I just wish it didn't look the way it looks. Oh, they they are quite minging, but I yeah. do like I like my um my gold strap. I'm gonna get you to send me the link to that because I've got the one that comes with it, which is basic. <laughs> so I started off with that one, and then I was like, it's just it's the one they sell on Apple. It's not like a fancy brand; it's just like the Apple one that they have. Okay. Um, but yeah, Apple watches here for them. Very motivating. <laughs> <laughs> me too me too all the time and if ever I post a screen grab of you know on, on the phone you get like your data you can go in and you can see I sometimes post that on stories and say no work app done and um every day it's like what what app is that and I'm watching yeah. Apple Watch <laughs> I love Guys, it Apple Watch always Apple Watch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apple Watch right how many have we got left by the way how many habits because you've already delivered two more <gasps> you two are more. It keeps on giving right go on okay go on. I'll keep these speedy no, no, number four. Number four. Um, <laughs> if I'm feeling down, I rewatch something that I've watched a million times before. Such as, <laughs> such as Parks and Rec, um, Parks and Rec in the Office, mainly US Office, obviously. Obviously. I'm, although I'm more into the US Office at the moment, like I'm, I'm always more into what I'm currently rewatching at that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You feel the same. I. To the point where I almost want to show you my Amazon Prime viewing history because I just, I get to the end of The Office, US, all 10 seasons, and that last episode destroys me every single time. And, and, and that's I, what she said when he walks in, like, yeah. oh, I love it, I love it. I can't believe you came. Um, I can't believe you came, that's what she said. Oh, so good. And then I've tried to, I've tried to rewatch Parks and Rec, but I am not vibing with it. So I've gone back to the beginning of The Office. There, isn't that weird? Mm. Isn't that weird? Because I haven't watched the Parks and Rec special that they did because it is a real faff to get in the UK. You have to get a VPN, blah, 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 blah. It's not through like, I know it's, it was a charity thing. Like I'd love to watch it, but I can't get hold of it easily. So I haven't watched it. And I'm like, I'm kind of okay. I'm feeling more on like a US office thing right now. Yeah. So I basically just rewatch episodes of The Office, especially Dinner Party. I think Dinner Party is perhaps the best like 25 minutes of comedy ever full stop every, every stop. time every time I leave you I will literally every time I leave you I will stop in the street like five minutes after I've said goodbye to you and I'll go oh why did I not sing you took me back you need to watch if you go on youtube there's deleted scenes deleted scenes from the dinner party episode it's like a, it's like a whole 10 minutes it's like a whole extra 50 percent of the episode it's 
brilliant. The the outtake was Steve Carell pushing in and out that tiny TV. It's it's just the best thing. If ever I'm feeling sad, I will just rewatch that actually. Like that that blooper is so funny to me. Yeah. And also the there's a um, Saturday Night Live sketch Debbie Downer, the first one they ever did with Lindsay Lohan at Disney World. Oh I think that can be my friend Sally loves that one. Loves that one. I do believe low key that should be a prescription strength cure for like a very bad day. It's amazing. Uh, honestly, a hundred percent. Everyone's like, oh, you should watch like Normal People. Or, you should watch The Stranger. Or have you watched? The, like money heist or something and I'm like that's really kind of you I have no interest in watching anything new but you know I will watch normal people because people are saying that it's like the best yeah. thing they've ever watched fine I'll get there eventually but I love a rewatch honestly just mm-hmm. like I want to watch something that I've already watched 50 times I, I'm terrible for it Mark's like oh don't you want to watch something new I'm like no I just want to watch Casino Night again that's that okay. Casino okay. Night I know I am taking us away from feel good habits for a moment, but I hope okay. this is relevant to someone listening. I go back and forth about Jim and Pam. <gasps> and I, here's for why. why? I'm like, okay. Because I love that I love that. I love how in love they are. I love how in I love how in love he is with her. Because that right. is really strong. That's a really strong part of the storyline. Um but I feel a sense of sadness that they found love in a very small town and like they never <laughs> went out and discovered the world. And I feel really bad saying that, but it's, but it does make me, it does make me feel a bit like I love them. I love it. There's so much I love about it. But then I also think, is there something quite sad about literally your first job find and just that's it? I love that you're concerned with it is so practical. Cause I thought you were going to say like, if you've watched interviews with, John Krasinski and then Jenna Fisher you feel bad because Jenna Fisher is obviously like super into it and like kept her wedding ring that she like Jim Halpert's wedding ring and all that kind of stuff and then he has said things in the past which were a bit like dismissive of her like if you watch the interviews back and so sometimes I watch it and I'm a bit like oh is this a bit awkward oh I thought you were going to say that no do a bit digging there's some interesting things on the internet (laughs) I did read the thing about someone saying that she was still wearing the Pam's wedding ring and she was like no I wear the one my husband my actual husband gave me but she did go on watch what happens live with Andy Cohen and she did say there was I think it was something like there was a part of me and there was a part of John that we were in love with each other and it was like no no I think John Krasinski said no it was Jim and Pam oh so is that what happened like there's a bit of a like they both interpret it a bit differently we need to do a deep dive offline <laughs> about this. We need to do an offline deep dive. But honestly, I could just watch any of like the classic episodes um, of The Office. There's not, there's no bad ones. It's just, no. it's all good. Um, and I love it so much. I, I love rewatching it. It makes Michael, what a character. Like when you rewatch it back. Yeah. It's just... yeah. And I also really enjoy <laughs> Catherine Tate in it. And I feel like she came into it so late in the run. But she was so brilliant. I really like Catherine Tate anyway. So so brilliant. Um, yeah, so number four, rewatch yeah. something I've rewatched a million times. <laughs> um, number five, my friend. Number five is baking. I love to bake. I love to cook. It is my ultimate stress reliever. 
if I'm having a shit day, it is the ultimate antidote. Like that is what I need to do. Like I, I, I save recipes. I'm like, okay, I buy all the ingredients and then I save recipes and I'm like, I'm going to do that at the weekend. I'm going to do that on Friday night. It's, I can, I, I can almost use it as like a motivator to get shit done because I'm like, once I get this done, I get to bake. Um, I'm very lucky. I'm from like a family of women who are incredible at baking. Like if you ever come to a family feast of ours, there's like a lemon meringue pie, a key lime pie, a banoffee pie, a crumble. Like my, my auntie's made profiteroles. Like it's, there it's a spread my family put on a spread oh, and I, I honestly that I miss that so much I miss everyone's cooking and baking my grandma my aunties my mom um and that's definitely been passed down into my genes in terms of you know some people get stressed out for some people cooking is really not the one mm-hmm. but for me I love it I love trying new things I love trying new recipes um it, it it's the ultimate chill out makes me feel good for me. I 100% agree. I enjoy watching your feed because I enjoy seeing all the delicious, like that Cinnabon ice thing just made me actually dribble onto my phone. But <laughs> you probably got it as well. Ian Hay's seven-day basket has game is a game changer, has changed my world to the point where I've had, to stop, I've had to stop taking doing Insta stories because I'm like every night, it's like I can't just keep tagging Ian in these posts because it's just not fair. How, did you make, I feel like you made the sweet potato gnocchi around the same time that we made, the, we were like messaging yeah. each other about the sweet potato yeah, yeah. gnocchi yeah. and it was, I'd never made gnocchi before. It, it was, was really easy. fun. So easy. So, so such a good cookbook. There's not a duff recipe. And I think as well, the side note, I had a consultation with Annabelle Kingsley the other day about my, my hair loss or like this situation. And I said, actually, I feel like the health of my hair has improved and we would and obviously I'd filled out a massive questionnaire and uh, there are a couple of things and one of them is cooking from scratch using Ian's book every night literally since the end of September and she said wow. all the things that you've noted that could have made a difference and why you've seen an improvement in the overall health of your hair I think it's that you're cooking from scratch and you're eating fresh. That, I mean that's the thing it it not only is for some people super fun to do it obviously it like makes you feel good from the inside mm. like when you're eating I mean not everything that I cook I mean I like love a macaroni cheese so like everything that I cook definitely isn't on the healthy side of things necessarily um but it just it tastes so much better it tastes so much better when you cook it from scratch my mum was always like my mum's quite a traditional baker or traditional cook she loves like a shepherd's pie like that's mm. her vibe but it was always cooked from scratch like we're just a very cooked from scratch family and I love it I love that moment where I can like close my laptop and go for my little like once a day walk around the block chat to one of my girl mates have a little gossip and then I get back and then I cook some dinner and I'm like this is this is my happy place this is genuinely it's this that like keeps me going like this is why I love my life um so yeah baking cooking into it what brilliant fi- I knew you were going to deliver but by Jimmy Anna oh thanks Emma this has been so lush I feel like even just to be fair I think it was the talking about the office bit that that takes me from like a, a 60 to a solid like 100 on the scale you know yeah it makes me feel good and we didn't even cover RuPaul's Drag Race but maybe we'll take that offline <laughs> <laughs> yes we need to, we please? yeah we need to update ourselves on how we're feeling okay. about the new season and the celebrity one as well but um Ooh, I want to pick your brain yes you can at length um it's never it's never a bad decision to 
spent any time with you or chat to you. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your habits. And I hope um, listeners that you've enjoyed Anna's return to the podcast. I'm sure it won't be her last visit. And it goes without saying, hopefully, that all of the links to Habit, Anna, her social media, Apple Watch, (laughs) (laughs) and that blooper video from the uh, dinner party episode of The Office will be in the show notes. But Anna, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for having me, Emma. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I do hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate your time hugely. If you did enjoy it and you never want to miss an episode, then please do hit the subscribe button wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. It's also where you get the opportunity to leave a five-star review and a rating for how you feel about the show. And I'd be so grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving one. If you want to get in touch with me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. If you fancy chatting to me and thousands of other fellow listeners of the podcast, then click the link to join the Facebook forum. The link to join is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode you have to answer a couple of questions but we cannot wait to see you there come over and join the conversation thank you so much for listening i will see you on the next one when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.